fasten your seat belts. I am taking you for the ride of your life. I'm going to show you what this car can really do. Are you ready? I am ready. Hang on. Okay. Here we go. Hold on to your butts. Go get him, kid. It might be a tumor. It's not a tumor. Not a tumor at all. If. You're going to ask me. So you can go ahead and ask me what you're going to ask me. And my natural response could be to get offended. Hey, want to hear the most annoying sound in the world? Yeah, well, you know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man. All right, all right, all right. You're listening to the 30-something movie podcast. One movie each week. 30 years in the making. Thirty something movie podcast. We're back here again. It is it is it's time for a change, gentlemen. Are you ready for a change? Ready for a change. Ready for a change. Always ready, John. Always ready. All right. We've got Pat. Pat, how are you doing? Good, John. Bo, how are you guys doing? Hanging in there. Yes. All right. All right. Well, we've got quick change this time around. The uh, the Bill Murray classic. I, I say Bill Murray classic. I'd never seen this one before. Like, no kidding. I, yeah, no. I, ha- I had neither. Oh, I love this movie. Hey, first I, time I've seen this one. Yeah. I don't want to interrupt the thing, but you did. Hey, Pat, how you going? And then I just said, hey, John. Hey, Bo, how are you? So Bo didn't get a hey, Bo, how you doing? That I just well, don't well, want to. I, I, I tossed it to you. It was like the, you know, when you're a teacher in the classroom and you like toss, toss the ball to the next kid and they will like, oh, introduce shoot. Them. That's fine. You got it. I, I kind of whiffed it at his feet. We're I'm sorry, good, Bo. Brother. I'm sorry. Bo, how you doing? I'm Woo! doing real well, Pat. How are you this lovely evening? I'm all right, man. I'm all right. Right on. Okay. I'm sorry about that. Like you lobbed it to me and I chucked it at his feet. Hey, I'm sorry. You know, you're, you're, you're working on the sports stuff here. I mean, you got the sports metaphors down now. You're, you're talking camera angles. There's been such growth here, Pat, True. that... You know, I, just, oh, there's been, there's been growth. All right. <laughs> My soul is prepared. How's yours? <laughs> That's right. Um, What's that line of Big Lebowski? Yeah, man, I got a rash. <laughs> I'm just quoting. I'm just quoting listening just audience. I'm just uh, quoting. Ladies. Uh, <laughs> Pat is not single, ladies. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Buddy might be soon. <laughs> but, but hold on. By the end of this episode... Yeah, we'll, we'll let you know. We'll post it on Twitter. All uh, right. Well, this time around, we are talking quick change. Let me do our very, very quick spiel of we spoil movies. So eh, be warned. Um, iTunes reviews or wherever you leave reviews. Uh, leave us a review. Let us know how we're doing, what you're liking. And we'd love to, you know, if you want to reach out to us on social media, um, uh, Pat doesn't do the social media thing. That That's fine. That's, uh, you know, that that's how the Pat rolls. Um, but uh, if you want to reach out to us, I, I know Bo's on there. I'm on there. Um, but you can reach out to like the, the at 30 podcast on pretty much any social media thing that's out there. And we're up there. Um, so you reach out to us. We'd, we'd love to kind of talk to you and, and uh, get to know you a little bit better. Um, I almost turned into a, a James Bond thing there. I'd like to get to know you a little bit better. Money Penny. Um, and then visit our website, 30podcast.com. I don't know why my intro has gotten so creepy tonight. You're just in that kind of mood, John. It's that mood. I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. It's, I don't know. All right. Uh, Visit our website, 30podcast.com. I promise there's nothing creepy on the 30 pod. I think on the 30 podcast website this time. I mean, again, give us till the end of this episode. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see what happens. 
Fiction Field Adventure. Some sad news. Um, oh, there is some sad news. This. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we lost a legend. We did. So this will this will date this podcast for anyone anyone who listens to it later. Last evening, the film community lost an icon. Yes, Mr. Carl Reiner. How was he? Ninety two? Is that what I read? He was older than I thought. Yeah. <clears throat> Which, not that you know. Not that it's ever, ever, ever uh, not sad when someone dies, but he had led a full life. Oh yeah, for mm-hmm. sure. Um, there were some moving posts on on social media from Carrie Elwes and other other folks that had worked with him. It just yeah, rest in peace. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I saw that last night and. Um, I had a, a friend of mine actually that I went to college with. Um, she then posted up a picture a little bit later on um, when she had been, I want to say it was either college, well, it might have been when she was in grad school out on the East Coast. Um, he came in and was kind of a visiting artist uh, deal several years ago oh, for them. Right and, and she was in the room. They, they were just sitting around this conference table. There was only maybe, it looked like 15 people in the room at most. Um, and he was there with a couple of other uh, either actors or, or directors maybe and uh they were just kind of it sounded like they were just kind of talking through some stuff so wow. i was like that's pretty cool like to get the chance to just be in the room be in a room with just a handful of other people and be able to just you know talk or listen to an icon like that mm-hmm. yeah that's so, yes. cool so he, he will he will be missed like so many so many of those great ones and just not only fantastically talented but also a link to another generation mm-hmm. you know and that's kind of that that thing that uh you always lose a little bit of that that link to the past you know i, I mean there's so much of his body of work is available but you still you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. you just lose that that the actual living link yeah. i should say yeah so. I, I know I mentioned this a lot, but I, one of our favorite shows was Mad About You when that was on in the 90s. And one of the things I really liked about that show is how they brought in the older generation of comics to do little cameos and, and bit parts and things like that. And he was on at least, I want to say it was at least once, if not a couple times. 98. Oh, he was 98 years old? Yeah. Good really? for him, man. I thought, oh, wow. I didn't know he was quite that old, but okay. Yeah. Um, Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but oh, I no, no, no. loaded. Yeah, my yeah. laptop is slow as molasses today. No, no, no worries. <laughs> um, but he was on there. He was on there for at least an episode, and and that was you know they would bring in like a lot of the old ones. They bring in Mel Brooks. They bring in Sid Caesar. I think Dick Van Dyke was was in an episode. Um, but they'd bring in kind of that older generation, and just really kind of every episode they were on, it just it was a nice tribute to that older generation of yeah. actors and comedians and um but that, that was actually the first time i remember ever seeing him in anything like i i knew rob reiner from a lot of different things but that was probably my first exposure and then after seeing him in that episode of mad about you then i went out and sought out some of his other stuff and and um you know and then kind of branched out from there to to get to know his work a little bit better yeah 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 sad day was so good as uh Saul Bloom in the Oceans movies. Yeah. <laughs> yep. He was just so funny. Like, God. Daniel. 
You exactly. ever ask me, the next person that asks me that question will not wake up the next morning. <laughs> He's ready. Oh, so good. It's funny that's someone asked, somebody asked me, I said, Carl Reiner died. And they're like, you're going to have to help me. I know I'm going to know it. I said, oh, he was the old guy from Motions 12. Light bulbs. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, because there's probably there's a whole generation that that is probably their touchstone. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's true. Yeah, God, I forgot yeah. he was the. I was just looking up his his IMDb page. I forgot he was the voice of God in History of the World Part One. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Speaking of the Inquisition. Yes. The Inquisition. <laughs> Nobody expects it. Well, uh, it's a mad, 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 mad world. All the good things. Rest in peace, Carl Reiner. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No kidding. I, I got one thing. Just please tell me yes. it's it's news, but tell me it's false. I don't want to say fake news because that brings up a whole nother can of. Sure. But I, tell me that, that what yep. I saw was like false fan stuff. I saw something that uh, Disney is rumored of killing or removing the Star Wars seven, eight, and nine out of the Star Wars canon, and they're not going to count. And they've got this whole like, no, that's okay. That's good. Fake. You're shaking your head. Good, good. <laughs> that's got to be fake. That's, yeah, because it it, po- it popped up on one of those like news things of you might be interested in this news. And I started reading, and I'm like, okay, that's just some guy because I'm starting to get like just angry, yeah. and I need no. to talk to my. Okay, good. Yeah. That, no, that's, that's enough said. Enough said. That's that's wishful. Disney thinking. would. Right, Disney yeah. would go through and just make some movies that completely contradicted him, and not even bother saying that. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, Disney's not going to make that declaration. They're just going to keep making movies. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Yeah. So well, and there's and there's enough. Do something dumb, but right. Well, and th- there's enough. I mean, it it really is. You've got, and I know some of our fans. Um, some of our fans and some of our listeners of this show, they, you know, they're, they're on different sides of this issue too, of, of, you know, seven, eight and nine and, and how much they enjoyed those movies or did not enjoy those movies. Um, sure. you know, but I think that, I think sometimes the number of people that, as with a lot of other things, the number of people that are being vocal about it, you know, makes it mm-hmm. seem like there's a lot more hate out there for, or yeah, dislike. Okay. I don't want to use hate even. Um, there are some that absolutely hate it, but um, you know, just dislike or disapproval. I, I think that that gets more vocal than some of the other stuff. I've actually seen a lot of stuff lately that, you know, uh, people are kind of coming out of the woodwork and be like, Hey, you know that this one that I really didn't care for all that much. Um, I, I actually like it. I've watched it a few more times now. And there are things that I okay. do like about it that I didn't like before. So it's, it's been nice to see you know, kind of some of the positive side yeah. of some of that, but I, that Disney, is actually something I'm due for. I yeah. need to go back and with the gift of perspective, mm-hmm. watch those three again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. But yeah, well, no, like I, I said, I, I would imagine, I haven't seen that story, but I, to me, that sounds like, that sounds like wishful thinking on, you know, somebody's. Sounds like a bunch yeah. of malarkey. Yeah. Okay. It does. It does. That sounds. I did hear Got something it. interesting, though, that I hadn't remembered until Pat said that. Mm-hmm. There is a rumor about that if. Michael Keaton declines to play Batman in the new Flash. That their next target is Christian Bale. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Huh. Well, at least it's not George Clooney. 
Hmm. Amen. <laughs> he played Batman. Yeah. We try to forget it. Mm. Okay. Yeah. That's about as funny as you know. No, he, Sylvester Stallone doing he, an IndyCar race movie. I'm, you know. No. IndyCar he, race car. He, he movie. didn't. He didn't play Batman. He played like the adult film version of Batman. <laughs> I don't even count that. I, when Batman pulls out a bat credit card, and it, yeah, no, um, okay. yeah, yeah. I, and actually, you know what? We we didn't. I don't know if we talked but about the, that the, the last time before is, we before we recorded this last time. Is. Did we talk about uh, Joel Schumacher actually died? Oh, no. I, did you guys know that? No. Yeah, yeah, he died. I maybe you Dear know because we've been recording you know a few kind of right back to back to get you know a little bit ahead of things for this summer but yeah i don't remember that we talked about that one of the last times he died huh. on the 22nd oh no yeah so it was last week so you know I, and i've spent a good portion of time being like yeah the the guy who absolutely hates batman joel schumacher and, and there's a lot of stuff where you know I, i've kind of given him a hard time because of the mm-hmm. batman movies that he made but um you know, there's a lot of the good stuff that he made. I've seen plenty of his other movies that that I really enjoyed. But yeah, I Batman and Robin is just. It, I don't even have words. They like, chose poorly. They chose poorly. I mean, I feel like you could have cast Ernest P. Worrell as Batman in one of those in that movie, and it couldn't have made it any worse. Yeah. Well, what bothered me so much about that is George Clooney could play the perfect Bruce Wayne. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And he could actually. But probably, I don't even think. I don't even know that they did that well. No. And that's the thing. Like he is Bruce. Like that. You know what? He is Bruce Wayne. Basically, yeah. What's my superpower? I'm rich. I'm rich. Yeah. I know. Mm-hmm. Wrong mm-hmm. timeline. But yeah, still. yeah. yeah. Still. <laughs> like that. He is Bruce Wayne. The fact that they couldn't pull that off is mm-hmm. disappointing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there, there's a lot about that movie that's not good, but yeah, no, uh, Joel, yeah, Joel Schumacher had died uh, at the time that we're recording this. Uh, he had died about a week ago. So, okay, yeah. Well, that's that's too bad. Well, R.I.P. Yeah. So well, several several losses within the last week or so. Yeah. Right. Yeah. All right. Are we ready for quick change? I think so. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, our movie this time around is called Quick Change. It came out on the 13th of July, 1990, rated R, with a runtime of one hour and 29 minutes, directed by Howard Franklin and Bill Murray. Franklin did a movie called The Public Eye, and for Murray, this is the only directing uh, credit he has. Uh, Writers on this one were Joy Cronley, who did the book. Um, Joy died in 2017, and then Howard Franklin did the screenplay. Cronley also did uh, books that got turned into Let It Ride and Funny Farm. Franklin also wrote The Name of the Rose and The Man Who Knew Too Little. Cinematography was done by Michael Chapman, who also did Raging Bull, Taxi Driver, and The Fugitive. A music for this one was done by Randy Edelman, who did Twins, Ghostbusters 2, and The Last of the Mohicans. Uh, the budget on this one was $17 million. Box office was $15.3 million, so it didn't quite make back its budget. Uh, Flick Metrics, which combines Rotten Tomatoes, IMDb, and Letterboxd, gives it a 67%. A cinema score gives it a B. Starring Bill Murray as Grimm, who was in Lost in Translation, Groundhog Day, and Ghostbusters. Gina Davis, who played Phyllis. She was in The Fly, Thelma and Louise, and A League of Their Own. Randy Quaid, who played Loomis. He was in The Vacation Movies, Kingpin, and Independence Day. Jack Gilpin, who played the yuppie hostage, was in Adventureland and Trouble with the Curve. Jason Robards, who died in 2000, was Chief Ratzinger. He was in All the President's Men, Once Upon a Time in the West, and Parenthood. 
Phil Hartman, who died in 1998, played Hal Edison. He was in News Radio and The Simpsons. Hi, I'm Troy McClure. You might know me from such uh, credits as uh, Catherine Grody played Mrs. Edison. She was in Reds and My Bodyguard. Tony Shalhoub was the cab driver. He was in Monk and Galaxy Quest. Stanley Tucci played Johnny. He was in The Hunger Games and Spotlight. Uh, Victor Argo, who died in 2004, played Skelton. He was in The Last Temptation of Christ and Ghost Dog. Philip Bosco died in 2018. He was the bus driver. He was in Working Girl and The Money Pit. And Gary Howard Clark played Mario. He was in Big and Day of the Dead. And Kurtwood Smith played Russ Crane and Lombino. Mr. Lombino, I'm sorry. Uh, he, Mr. Lombino. He was in RoboCop and Star Trek VI, The Undiscovered Country. Uh, from the Googles. Uh, here's the synopsis of the movie. With the aid of his girlfriend, Phyllis Potter, played by Gina Davis, and best friend Loomis, played by Randy Quaid, Grim, Bill Murray, enters a Manhattan bank dressed as a clown, creates a hostage situation, and executes a flawless robbery. The only thing left for the trio to do is make their getaway out of the city and to the airport. Sounds simple enough, but it seems that fate deserts them. Immediately after the bank heist, one mishap after another conspires to keep these robbers from reaching freedom. Let's make a commitment. Let's not be like every other couple on the IRT. Will you rob a bank with me? I will, Grim. I will. Hey! I got three more minutes. We're closed, bozo. Let's not mess with me today. What the hell kind of clown are you? The crying on the inside kind, I guess. Oh, Fill this up with regular, please. This is our perpetrator. Average height, average build, red nose, blue hair. It was the perfect crime. Nice. Now, all they need to do is get to the airport. Did we miss the expressway? Getting farther away every second. By car. Oh, we're really making progress now. I saw a sign, Phyllis. Three of them out there, shouting with glee. Taxi! By cab. Airport. Look. Huh? Great. And why don't you take us straight to Sing Sing? There's a real cab up Taxi! By foot. By bus. You go to the airport? Near the airport. That is an exact change. You better get some help. You're becoming Ralph Cramden's evil twin. By midnight. Bill Murray. Right, can we just calm down a little, please? Gina Davis. Oh, well, I never make the flight. We'll have to sail a raft to Fiji like Thor Heyerdahl. Please, God! Randy Quaid. We need a cab! One lone freaking cab! Jason Robards. So easy getting in. No way out. In a major oh. metropolitan comedy. <laughs> Quick change. Was that our plane? No, no. If it were our plane, it'd be crashing. God, I hate this town. So quick change is the hate letter to New York City. What is the uh, one word or phrase, how we usually start off our questions here, one word or very short phrase um, that, what does this movie make you feel when you watch this movie? And I think, Pat, you and I both said that this is the first time we had seen this movie. Bo, you've seen this one a lot. Okay. Yes, I have. All right. So I, mean, I yeah, wish how, I could remember this, the first yeah. time I saw it. But okay. I think it was, again, with that uncle who showed sure. me movies before my time, perhaps. Sure. But, Everybody's uh, got one. So, Bo, how does this movie make you feel? It reminds me of a simpler time. and uh, It was okay to hate New York if you lived in Chicago. <laughs> it's true. 
No, um, it, it amused. It, I'm I'm always amused by this movie. Um, it, it just it, <sighs> absurd. I know that's not really a feeling, but it, it makes me absurd is the word I think of when I when I think of this movie. Mm-hmm. All in a good way, but still absurd. Yeah. Pat, what about you? How's this movie make you feel? Uh, it's fun. Once I figured out what was kind of like, okay, this is its thing. It's a fun movie. And it's, uh, you know, it's kind of like, uh, like a sleeper. You know, have you ever heard of like a, well, yeah, of course people use this term in movies all the time. I was thinking like, you know, it's kind of a sleeper. You look at it and it's like, okay, this looks like, you know, stock, check the boxes. It, I, and then it was kind of like, I got into it and it was like, wow, there's some, you know, I mean, I'm getting into the review piece. So I'll just needless to say, there was a lot of great stuff in this movie. So it was fun. It just kind of seemed like a sleeper, you know, it, it maybe didn't stand out from the crowd of other movies around it. Um, but uh, yeah, I thought it was fun. Uh, my word or short phrase, I'm, I'm going to go with a couple of words or short phrases. Uh-oh. And I'm going to say, Uh-oh. I, I was entertained. Like I, I really enjoyed this movie. Like, hilarious but i'm also going to add the word cautiously entertained mm. and 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 i'll i'll get into that a little bit further cuz i think that's watching this from a 2020 2020 lens uh watching this movie there were some pieces to this movie that while i was entertained as i was watching i was like Ey. um yeah i don't know how that would fly that that wouldn't fly if being made today. So I, it, it's funny, but, and I know I'm kind of getting into the review piece of it too, but it's kind of like the, um, and I know I've, I've talked about this before. It's the, I still love, and I will always love the movie animal house, mm-hmm. but from a modern lens, I kind of got to look at that movie a little differently mm-hmm. I'm, mm-hmm. and I'm still going to sure. enjoy it. I'm just not going to go out and model my life after, you know, the, the way the people in the, in the movie do. Right. So, but we'll, we'll, we'll get a little bit further into that here in just a moment right. but uh but yeah so bo you said you don't really remember the first time you would have seen this it just it would have been a long time ago with with your uncle yeah it would have been a long time ago with my uncle and and his buddy who i saw a lot of these with um i just remember loving it like there were things about it that just spoke to me i think as a young as a young lad i mean it was a heist movie which i loved like I, i'll be the first to admit I love heist movies, even bad heist movies. Like we, we were talking about uh, Carl Reiner, we talked about the Oceans series. I'll be the first to admit, Oceans 11 is pretty good. 12 and 13, not so great. I can get hooked on those, clicking around. Oh, oh remote goes down, feet go up. I'm in. Love heist movies. So it's got the heist aspect to it. It's got some of the, some of the just, you know, what could go wrong for these people next, which is always fun. Um, it's got the, you know, how the heck do I find the BQE, you know, New York mm-hmm. shtick. Um, what else? Tony Shalhoub is hysterical. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and Jason Robards is the detective. Like his, he plays that straight man so well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was, he was fun. He just doesn't break. Like he's I know. treating this like it is the most serious. Like even he has to be thinking some of this is ridiculous, but he's playing it just straight as an arrow. And and he's figuring his stuff out. I mean, like yeah. even the, even like even like the very end, 
he was kind of like, wait a minute, uh-huh. wait a minute. Uh, and then they show the plane. Ta- I mean, it was like, yeah, good on him. Like he wasn't, you know, he wasn't he figured uh, out the bus connection. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it was just lots of good characters and, and it just, yeah, I was excited when this was on the list. Yeah. I struggled with the motorcycle. It was not an XL 1000. I'm just saying, well, you know, that, that, that set me back a little bit. <laughs> just saying it, it took you, it, it shattered the illusion for you. It did. It was okay. like, really guys. I mean, you know, one line of dialogue or just, mm-hmm. you know, that's all you have to do, but that's okay. Get it right. But, Worst motorcycle cameo ever. But, but maybe that's how it was meant to be. They didn't get the bike that he wanted and, that was one of the giveaways. He didn't care. Oh, uh-huh. there you go. Mm-hmm. See, they're they're smarter well, than I, mean, I gave him credit they, for. They got the monster truck wrong. It didn't have the tilting axle or whatever it was. So that's right. Mm-hmm. That's I, right. You know, trust them to get the chopper and the and the motorcycle wrong too. I, I will say the entire hostage situation, that first 15, 20 minutes of the movie, better than the entire movie of Cadillac Man put together. Yeah. Right? Yep. <laughs> I mean, if you want to do a hostage right. situation, just do it tight. like that. Mm-hmm. It was tight. That's yeah. why. Like Cadillac Man, it was funny. I was telling people about Cadillac Man this weekend. No, I don't know how that came up in conversation, but it did. <laughs> it it uh, does. And and we just you know no one else had seen it around the the the, the camp, the bonfire mm-hmm. situation we were in. And I was like, guys, it's not great, but you kind of have to see it once. Like that was my pitch. Yeah, it's not a mm-hmm. great pitch. Don't get me wrong. Oh no, right. it's, it's one of those you got to watch once. But you should see it once. Yeah, but it, it's just not tight, and that's what this was like. And and you look, you look at something like this, and you see, oh, Bill Murray's one director. You know, I don't know. Sometimes when actors decide they want to direct, and then he never did it again, so maybe this is a flop. But no, like it. The writing was tight. The scenes were tight. They weren't messing around. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, um, I'm really hard pressed. That's what I said. I got in. It just seemed to be a, like a well done kind of comedy movie. I'll be honest with you. Like, I mean, I know it was R rated and usually I'm the first guy to pick up on, Oh, there was this, there was that, there was the other thing. It, what made it R rated the language, right? I mean, yeah. Yeah. And, and unless, and John, I look forward to hearing your, your thoughts. Cause I'm like, I, I wonder what I, I missed in, in kind of the, you know, the, the piece of it. I mean, other than waving the gun around and the bank heist and, and all that I, I do. But part of me wonders like, man, maybe they should have just gone the other extreme and like taken the, whatever the language was that was out of it or anything and made it more of like a, like a, like a kid's comedy. <laughs> that was what kind of, what I was going to say was like, I, I think maybe, people would have maybe expected less from it, which would have been good. Like, I don't know. I just, I, I just. Yeah, but if they did that, they might've had to mess with some of the Gina Davis and, and Bill Murray scenes. Cause there was some heavy stuff happening there. Mm-hmm. Okay. But I see your point. The art rating was really just for language. I mean, back then, gosh, there was a number, like you could drop the F bomb X amount of times and you were going yeah. to get an R rating. Right. Yeah. It was like three or yeah. something. Yeah, I think so. And yeah. You know, slip in that extra F bomb, and all of a sudden. And I mean, even if you had to sanitize the relationship, I mean, you could have eat you. You can easily drop that stuff to a PG rating. You know. Oh yeah, and, and that's the thing. Like, and I think that's probably one of John's issues, or at least 
looking at it through a modern lens, it was one of mine. They didn't really deal with any of that. Yeah. Like it was all there, but it was very surface there. Like it wasn't important there. Mm-hmm. And if you make that movie today, I think it has to be more important and more that interpersonal part has to be more front and center. Right. Um, I don't think it gets swept under the rug as easily. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. In modern time. Yeah, I, I just, like I said, I didn't expect much more from it. And I was kind of watching it and it was kind of like, ho-hum, ho-hum. But then it was like, Bill Murray's so fun to watch. And uh, Cousin Eddie is so fun to watch. Uh, I, I And I'll be interested, like I said, I, I'd like to hear John's thoughts on it. Cousin Eddie, I, I, I kind of fell into the thing where, kind of like, what about Bob? where I started questioning, okay, was this guy just kind of like goofy? Ha ha. Or are we watching someone that's kind of a, has some sort of a special need or, you know, you know, so again, yeah. big Lebowski. No, 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 no. We, we, we say Mr. Lebowski is disabled. Yes. Yes. So, I mean, you know, whatever the correct uh, uh, nomenclature is, that was one part of the movie too. I was just kind of like, as soon as I realized it's like, okay, this guy isn't just, you know, the crazy guy it's like the comic relief is we're laughing, we're laughing at someone that really seemingly has a special need. And that was one part of the movie that I was just like, I, yeah, I, I just don't like that, you know, which maybe I'm, th- I'm throwing it out there. Cause maybe that's something I just am seeing and reading into it and I shouldn't, but that was one part that I guess, yeah, that would be kind of. Yeah. I, I got more of the sense that he was just supposed to be kind of a dim witted kind of just Dumbo character that, you know, you know, that was just his thing that he was just kind of, you know, almost like kind of like a three stooges kind of thing. Just, he's kind of, he's kind of hapless. He's kind of, you know, he's the clumsy klutzy one. Okay. Um, That's just his deal. But yeah. Okay. Um, well, I mean, so, so my, my thing with the movie is I, I really enjoyed it. And I was trying to, after I had, I had read a couple of things after, watching it and some people that I had read had commented and said they felt like this may actually be Bill Murray's best role. Um, and you know, we'll, we'll get it. That's one of our three questions. So I don't want to get too far into that, but some people were like, no, this is actually, I think this is the most Bill Murray, Bill Murray has ever been. And I'm like, well, okay. I, I can see, you know, he, he really is a lot of the stuff that you see him doing in, um, you know, in Ghostbusters and even some later in, in some of his later movies, um, you know, a lot of the really good Bill Murray stuff is when he just stands there and does nothing because it's just, it's his way of doing nothing, reacting to a situation or just mm-hmm. the, you know, his expression doesn't change. He doesn't do anything. Um, you know, it's hey that's not my, in your back. Oh, that's good. <laughs> you know, it's stuff like that, like the way he's like the way he responds to things that, you know, normally people would either either like overreact or have a huge reaction to Bill Murray is the. OK. You know, mm-hmm. at, at least give me the women, get your own women, you know, it's just kind of like it's it's very straight. It's very dry. It's very get your you know, own it's, women. It's, I remember that. Uh, um, but it's very much, you know, it's, it's very Bill Murray. And so I, I did read a couple of people that were like, I think this may be his best performance. I was like, I don't know. You know, I, I don't know that I'm going to go back and watch it again, but I don't know. I don't know. Cause when I think of it, and, and again, I don't want to get too far cause that's one of our three questions, but, um, I, I think of some other movies that if I was going to go back and, and rewatch the movie for him, 
it mm-hmm. probably would not be this one. Now, this one was great. This one was funny, and I, I, I really enjoyed it. Um, and I know I've kind of danced around it, and I was hinting at it a little bit. The, the place where this movie has some issues, has some problems, is, and, and if this movie was made, I don't know, earlier in the 80s, if it was maybe late 70s, something like that, um, you know, I, I could probably excuse it a little bit more, but because it's 1990, because it's a little bit more recent than some of the, it's it's some of the ways in which the different ethnic groups of New York are portrayed. Mm. And, and that's where yeah. I think it gets a little problematic. Now, had I seen this growing up in 1990, I, I would probably feel totally different. Well, I'm sure I would have a different first viewing of it. But it was, when I was watching this movie, in the back of my mind, I was like, oh, that's funny, but that's also kind of wrong. Right. Like, my initial reaction is, okay, that that's funny. Like, you could have had, if you just wanted to show New Yorkers being weird, which I think is, I mean, and I think that's what they try to do with this movie, because they hit all of your, if you want to go to your stereotypical New York demographics, they've got the construction guys, they've got the mm-hmm. mafia guys. They've got the, you know, the different ethnic neighborhoods. They've got the cabbie that doesn't speak English. They've got the, you know, the bus driver who only take exact change and you've got to stay behind the white line and the, and all this other stuff. The yuppie. I mean, they've got, they've got everybody. So they pretty much run the gamut of all the different, I'm using my quote fingers here that nobody can see, your, your uh, New York types, um, mm-hmm. to kind of point out how crazy New York is and how much of a place it is that you just want to get out of. Um, mm-hmm. you know, and for the rest of the country, you kind of have to, if you've never been to New York, if you've never lived in New York, I guess you kind of have to, for lack of a better term, you got to ha- kind of have to traffic in those stereotypes a little bit because I- I've never lived in New York. So all I know are the stereotypes I see from movies and TV shows. And that's what this movie gives me. Like, I, I have no idea, you know, you're going to tell me about some tunnel in New York city. Sure. I've heard about that in other TV shows. And I know, you know, all I know is New York traffic, you know, Cabs, tough to get out of, tough to get to the airport. Great. I know all that. That's that's enough. So it didn't the story didn't overcomplicate that piece of it for me. The place where it got a little questionable, you know, by 2020 standards, but even by 1990 standards, I was like, really? We're gonna I don't know. The the scene mm-hmm. with the two guys jousting on the bicycles, hilarious. Mm-hmm. But it was something about it being in this ethnic neighborhood and they were just, they were creeped out by being there in the first place and they wanted to get out as soon as possible. I'm like, ah, yeah, this, this could have been funny. It could have been funny without tying it to what are these weird, this is a weird culture. Like, why are these weird people doing this? I don't know. The fact that you play it off as being weird, Mm -hmm. that to me from a more modern lens, I was like, well, this could have been funny without that. Like it, it mm-hmm. could have just been anybody. You didn't have to play it off as being, well, I'm in this neighborhood, so I'm going to see some weird stuff. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and even the, and I love the, the Tony Shalhoub character. It was hilarious. And, and that was one of the scenes. That was one of the parts too, that I had a little bit of trouble with. I was like, this is, this is hilarious. This is funny. You know, like it, this cabbie, any New York city cabbie should know how to get to the airport. I would assume, um, or, or you would hope. And you would think what, recognize the word airport in right. many or, languages or, or jfk or right any of those right. would right. be right. right um you know so that part is hilarious that part is funny but then the other while i'm watching it i'm like this is hilarious this is funny but i don't know like should i mm. mm-hmm. that's the weird thing about watching it through the modern lens is 
should I think it's as funny? Is it okay for this to be funny? Yeah. I don't know. So I, I know I know my initial reaction and my initial reaction is to laugh and not because I'm not because I'm belittling I to me I felt like I was laughing at the situation, not at the people in the situation. And right. I don't I don't know that, that I don't know if it makes it any better. I don't know what we're we're a bunch of white guys on a podcast, you know, so right. I'm not sure that we can speak to some of that, but um I, I don't know. Yeah, to me it was not when I watched this movie, it wasn't belittling any particular group of for me personally. I wasn't looking at that going, yeah, look at those silly, you know, insert group name here. Mm-hmm. It was more of a look at these crazy situations that they're in. I don't know if that makes it any better or not. So that's the only place where yeah. I, you know, kind of bumped on things a little bit. Um yeah. was yeah. I, I think I think if you want to play up the idea of New York being a very diverse city, but also, you know, people have these ideas of, oh, but this crazy neighborhood and these crazy people and this crazy cabbies. And it, I, I think at the time, maybe you had to make the movie that way, but it, I definitely probably wouldn't fly today. Yeah. So, so yeah. that's kind of my weird roundabout way of saying, I thought the movie was really funny, but on the flip side of it, I was like, yeah, but even though it's really funny and I had a lot of fun watching this movie, there is like a little part inside of me there's a little voice inside of me that's saying yeah but there's some problematic stuff going on here yeah so again not to say i didn't enjoy it but that's that's just kind of the the little voice in my head was telling me yeah but you got to think about some of this stuff that you're laughing at too yeah yeah and you know what you bring that up and now it's like you know what i want to go back for a rewatch and see if i if i check that out and you know you brought up that you know some of it seemed to be in the background but that's kind of, you know, what what uh, some of the the problem that that you know we're saying with society today is: are we just kind of accepting those things being in the background? You know, if mm-hmm. if we're pointing, you know, poking fun or making assumptions about groups of people, and now that you say it out loud, it's sort of like, oh yeah, that's that's not quite a background problem. That kind of is the problem, and you know the question then becomes, yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, you know, that's where, like you said, that's where we just kind of have to open this up and maybe have the difficult discussion of saying, yeah, there's some funny stuff, but we, we can't look at it like that anymore. Why? Well, because, because the consequences of that line of thought get beyond the comedy in a movie, you know, so you you bring up a good point and that's kind of the difficult thing. And yeah, maybe, you know, let's, let's go back and watch it through a different lens. And I get what you're saying. I mean, and that was, you know, the, the big discussion with the uh, temple of doom and you know, the big discussion with, you know, so many of these movies is it's just like, yeah, I, yeah, no, I, I, it would be worth a rewatch. And if you say that, Oh no, go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, all I was going to say was when, cause I was, when we were in the car, uh, driving on our, on our road trip today, um, I was talking to Sharon, my wife about this and, and she didn't watch this movie with me. And so I was trying to kind of explain it to her a little bit. And, and I said, yeah, I'm just, I'm kind of struggling with the, like, I enjoyed watching it. It was funny. It was like the scenes were hilarious, but at the same time, I'm like, ah, I, I don't know. It, it's kind of, it's gnawing at me a little bit. And, and she said, well, you know, did, you know, not that it necessarily makes it right, but, but did they at least hit everybody? Like, did everybody get made fun of? And I was like, well, yeah, I mean, pretty much it, it's open game on anybody. However, 
Bill Murray and the rest, I mean, his three people, you know, except for Cousin Eddie, um, for the most part, they are very educated. You know, they're the ones throwing out the literary references, you know, to Thorn, uh, Thor, Heim, was it he- not Heimdall, that's from the Thor movies. Um, but the, like the explorer, I forget what the guy's last name was, but he was like a famous explorer in the 20th century. Um, you know, and they keep throwing out these literary references. You kind of get some little references to like Don Quixote and you get, um, I think there was the reference in there to Streetcar Named Desire. Um, and, and you're getting those references shared out by the main character, which, which you'd kind of expect. But then kind of what you're pitting it against is, oh, look at the highly educated main character who is a white person. And then look at all these other people who, you know, are crazy and quirky and weird. And they're not as intelligent as as bill murray is and and i know that's part of the bill murray humor so Mm -hmm. i i try to i try to balance that and and you know not let that bother me as much but even then i I said well you know they do i was uh, as i was telling her i said well they do hit every group i mean they do they hit some of the different ethnic groups and uh you know there's a scene where they they walk into the back door of this building and and they're in like a mafia card game so you know they, they get the italians too and she's like well yeah but i mean right there Italians mafia, like you're kind of going back to some of your like Goodfellas and Godfather discussions. So I'm like, yeah, true. (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, yeah, I, I I don't know. I I guess, I guess to sum up my thoughts on this movie and and we're not done talking about it yet, but to sum up some of my thoughts on this movie is I I really enjoyed it. Like it was funny. It was a Mm -hmm. funny movie. And and, and I like Bill Murray and this is probably, this will probably be up there with one of my favorite Bill Murray movies that I've seen now. Um, but it's just, it's got a couple of little things that just gnaw at me. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, and I, I got nothing, you know, nothing that I try to frame it with. And, but you know, some of those, those quest those things that you bring up, like that was my, my problem with the 16, uh, 16 candles, because didn't they have a, an, an Asian character in there that it was like, it, it was, not, yeah, it was not evenly distributed. Right. You know what I'm saying? It was like, and it was like, okay, well, you know, and I remember bumping on that big time. And, you know, you, you mentioned that whole, you know, if they had made it satire, like Mel Brooks is able to do, or they had done it, one of these things where you're holding up the mirror, like, um, I almost said Carol Shelby, Carol O'Connor did in, um, uh, like Archie Bunker, you know, if they were going to, you know, but again, I'm pulling like way different kinds of humor than the Bill Murray humor. So, I mean, yeah, when you, when you, when you look at those things and, and maybe that's what the, maybe that's what the idea of it is, is that the movie didn't try to address those issues. It just kind of made that assumption. You know what I'm saying? That, you know, that it was, it was like these groups that they were showing are, you know, just, weird and strange and different and that's not uh, it's like an us versus them kind of thing that that really brought it out and like you said i mean you know are kind of stereotyping certain groups right down to the italians are all in the mafia and 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 so forth um well and it's it's bill murray was in an interview once i was looking on imdb a little bit earlier and uh, i think he was quoted in an interview saying everyone will enjoy this movie but new yorkers will enjoy it especially because they know how bad their city really is (laughs) and i I think that's a particularly new york kind of thing i mean like there's plenty of 
plenty of stuff. Other cities that I've lived in, there's plenty of bad stuff about those cities, but I'm not sure that anybody talks down about their city as much as New Yorkers may do. Yeah. Um, or, well, and, and that may be another stereotype is that New Yorkers hate their own city. But, you know, part of that is I, I listen to that. And as I'm thinking about it again, from a, a very modern lens, um, you know, so I know I don't mean to frustrate anybody who's like, oh, it was made in 1990. Just let it stay in 1990. Um, but fast part of me, the podcast. Right. I mean, part of it is everyone will enjoy this movie. Everyone. Yeah. I mean, eh. There may be a, a subset of New Yorkers <laughs> that will enjoy this movie and, and a subset of New Yorkers that will not enjoy this movie, um, maybe because their group is getting made fun of. But yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Well, and it's it's, you know, and that's that's what the conversation is. I mean, if we're looking at movies like this, I mean, it's it's got to be part of the conversation and the conversation's got to be difficult. It's got to be challenging. You know, I, I, I don't think, like I said, I don't think we're going to come up with any answers, but, you know, it's it's good to it's good to have that, that different perspective. Well, and I, and I think the intention was, I don't think the intention in making the movie was no. to belittle these groups or to just really, you know, be offensive about it. Cause it, it really, it, to me does not come, come across as being intentionally offensive. Like you're not, you're not putting down these groups in a, in kind of a hateful way. It to me is just more of like, here's a caricature of New York city. Like we want to give you an entertaining look, especially if you're from New York, you'll get all the in jokes. Um, but we want to give you just kind of a, a cartoon look at New York city and all the things that frustrate New Yorkers. And this is your love hate letter to the city. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, I, there was a time that I want to say that I had heard that when you visited New York, um, there was a lot of, you know, violent crime and there was a lot of, you know, pretty rough neighborhoods and all that. But it was maybe right around this time that a lot of that started switching. Like I, I had heard I've never been in New York, but I've heard that like back in the day, like going to Times Square, that was. But now it's almost more well, of a tourist trap. Well, yeah, that was uh, Giuliani's big claim to fame is that he cleaned up Times Square. OK. And but when and you now, look into how he did it. Well, that's yeah, no, there's there's always that where the other shoe drops. But is that kind of is that something that when you look at it now, I mean, you know, like the situation in New York has has maybe somewhat changed, you know, that like the New York of the 1980s was a little bit different than the New York, the New York of 2018, 2019. What year is it? 2020. Thank you. I. I, I Again, at, I've Pat, never even Pat, been to New at York. This, but. At this point, just pick a year. It's, yeah, I know. I, know. I, don't, even I know. know. I don't know what day it is. I don't know what month it is. It's just, just pick one. What, what year do you want it to be, Pat? Oh, let's. Mm-hmm. Like, Careful with that one. We'll wait for well four questions we'll get into. Um, but anyways, I, I don't know. And again, I please correct me. Someone correct me if I'm wrong. I just had heard that, you know, th- that there was a lot of that that kind of switched and and you know, Chicago did stuff too and, and all that to kind of like make sure that there was active tourism and, you know, kind of change the look of, of the city, you know, for that aspect. So that might be something that just looking at New York, this might seem a little out of step in a modern sense, because is that really how anybody views New York anymore? You know, as opposed to 
you know, back in 1990 when maybe this would hit a little bit more in terms of how we look at New York. Now, this movie has some great scenes and has some great lines in it. Do you have any in particular that jumped out at you as, as you know, Pat, for having seen this for the first time? I mean, there were there were several like one-liners, Bill Murray kind of responses to things or scenes in particular that I know, you know, as soon as I heard him, I was like, oh, God, that's, I got to put that one in my back pocket because I'm going to use that later. Um, but are there any scenes in particular or quotes from this that, you know, like, that's a classic or Bo, you've seen this several times when you saw that this movie was on the list. Is there any scene in particular or line from this movie that jumped out at you? And a lot of the stuff from the, from the uh, bank, the bank heist is that part always cracked me up. You already brought up the line with the women, get your own women. (laughs) (laughs) The interaction, you know what it is. It's the interaction between Bill Murray and, and, um, Oh my gosh, I said his name earlier and I'm blanking on it already. But the interactions Jason between Robarts. Ratzinger and Grimm, thank yeah. you. That, those moments where they're on the phone together and they're trading barbs back and forth, that's all good stuff. So I think those those are the scenes I remember most, I think. Mm-hmm. The stuff that stands out in my head, I don't really have a like a quote or something that was like, oh man, I got to write this down and tell the guys about it. Watching Bill Murray do Bill Murray is just funny. And and again, it kind of gets back to our conversation from the vault about Ghostbusters, where it's that improvisational style where it it, it it's like this the it seems to be a living thing. Like he can just respond in the moment. It can be a look. It can be a an inflection. It can be you name it. And and he's he's able to just kind of keep talking his way and acting his way. You know through through the scene and, and elevating it it's just i mean he's just a really really funny uh individual very talented individual so i've got i've got no specifics for you um but just watching bill murray do bill murray is you know or be bill murray is uh pretty pretty darn impressive and that would that would have been a better you know catchphrase for the first lady to use instead of be best Mm-hmm. Just be Bill Murray. Be Bill Murray. Like that would that would be good. Like I, I could do that. Like yeah. I, I would have a lot of fun doing that. I, for me, it's a lot of his, it's like his responses to things. Mm-hmm. You know, I, probably one of the most Bill Murray moments in the entire movie is when they're trying to get the the street sign workers to tell them which way they have, they're supposed to turn. Mm-hmm. And and, and, yeah. and he's like, you know, I want to thank you guys. You could have given us help, but you've given us so much more. <laughs> yeah. Hey, that's what we're here for, right? Um, you know, and, and just some of the other stuff, but even, even Gina Davis, like I, some of her lines in the movie are just as hilarious as well. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> one of them in particular, Loomis is like, is that our plane? No, if it were our plane, it would be crashing. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was in the trailer, but, um, you know, yeah. some of that stuff. And, and then just some of the stuff that you missed, like some of the little side stuff when he's first walking down the street, um, and you've got the guy outside the theater is like nude women, nude women, and then he walks by, you know, in the clown outfit. And he's like, "Clowns welcome, clowns welcome." Just yeah. even just some little stuff like that that you might just brush past. I would say probably my favorite scene in the movie is the scene with the bus driver. Like any mm-hmm. of the scene, once you get on the bus, because that guy, like that was probably the scene where, you know, it it didn't have. It didn't have some of the stuff that I, in the back of my mind, I was thinking, oh, this is a little questionable. Um, uh, there, there's not like a race issue here. There's not, it's just this really strict bus driver. 
And to me, yeah. like that guy was hilarious because almost that guy was almost trying to out Bill Murray, Bill Murray, in mm-hmm. some of his responses. Just the very cut and dry, like stay behind the line, sir. Stay behind the line, sir. And then just yeah. you know his his whole responses. Okay, when you say near the airport, does it go to the airport near the airport? When you say near the airport, point uh, four eight miles. Okay, when do we get there? Twenty two thirty hours. When is that in human time? Ten thirty. Ten thirty. Okay, yeah. say you had to walk it. With that injured, injured individual, yes, can't give you a precise figure on that. Come on, make a guess. Twenty-one minutes. <laughs> yeah. And and then do, and do you have like Bill Murray's next line? No, I was, I was looking at it on IMDb. Okay, and I think when he goes back to the crew, he says, "Okay, I have it." And it's either he puts it either in, on good authority or yeah. from a source that I'm willing to trust, or and just the way he puts it, he like. <laughs> encapsulates that whole thing and just just yeah. amplifies that the bus driver is a psycho. Yeah. So I but but I mean it's just he's the economy of his phrase he's able to do it with an inflection in three mm-hmm. words. Right. You know it, it's just like okay I have it and I'm ready to believe the source mm-hmm. that you know that it's 21 minutes or something it's it's really it's just well put together. Well, and I love later on with the same bus driver later on when they're getting all the people, when they're getting the witnesses off the bus, he's just standing off to the side while the police are trying to direct him. Please hold on to your transfer. You need to transfer to reboard. Please hold yes. on to your transfer. You need to transfer yeah. to reboard. Just, I mean, he's, he is a bus driver. Like there is nothing else going on in his life. He is driving yeah. that bus yeah. and <laughs> yeah, do not question yeah. his authority. Yeah. Right. <laughs> And this movie had that attention to detail. Mm-hmm. I mean, and I think that's why I said it was a sleeper is just because it was like, okay, this is going to be a lie. <laughs> but it was like, there's there's attention to detail here. And, you know, clowns welcome too. And, you know, the bus driver doing his shtick all the way through, you know, so. It's a great, I mean, it's, it's well written. Like it's, as you said, Bo, you said, you know, the, the hostage scene at the beginning, it's tight. It's, you know, it's everything is well done, well written. You've packed, I mean, really and truly, I think that's only the first, what, 15 minutes of the movie is the bank heist? Yeah, it's not a long time. Yeah. Yeah. But I feel like there's a lot of stuff packed in there. Like, it felt like that may, and not in a bad way, it felt like that should have been more of the movie. But I think just the way it was written, it was very well done. And just, you know, it, this is a very well-written movie. And and like I said earlier, you know, it throws in some little literary references here and there, which I think is something, you know, Bill Murray is, is pretty good at anyway, is, you know, he acts the goof, but he also is, you know, very well-read. And, and he's, you know, he's, he's an educated person and he's got, you know, he, he throws that into some of his comedy. And, um, yeah. you know, I just let me guess, Gozer worshippers <laughs> never studied. Oh. Valentine's Day, bummer. <laughs> Sorry, man, I totally interrupted your thought. I oh was no, being rude. no, 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 no. Um, I'm being Mr. Jerkface. Oh no, you're good. You're good. Um, now, the one thing I, I did want to mention was I completely when I saw the cast list of this movie, I was like, wow, this is a lot of big name people, and I completely missed. I'm gonna have to go back and, and watch it because I completely missed. I, uh, the movie ended. I was like, where was Stanley Tucci? Like I. I don't think I ever saw Stanley too. Where was he in this movie? Cause I, I mean, I know him. I've seen a bunch of his movies. Like, I feel like I would have noticed him. And then I looked in the credits. I was like, wait, he was Johnny. Okay. Now I got to go yep. back and watch that. Cause I completely <laughs> missed that. That was, was Stanley Tucci. So I, I got to go back and watch that part again. He definitely succeeds in flying under the radar. Mm-hmm. In this one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, Mr. Lombino. Oh. Mr. Lombino. 
No, uh, good, good stuff. Good stuff. All right. Yes. Are we, are we ready for three questions? Sure. I think it's time for three questions. He asks each traveler five questions. Three questions. Three questions. It's impossible to answer. Impossible because you don't know the answer. Nobody could answer that question. I want to ask you a bunch of questions. I want to have them answered immediately. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. Uh, may God have mercy on the places we are about to list. What is a city or place you would hate to be stuck in? I can't think of too many cities that I would hate to be stuck in. And as I was talking to my wife about this, um, she said, you know what? I, I don't know. I mean, right now, if I was stuck somewhere and, like, couldn't get out and maybe, like, I don't know, all the Wi-Fi died and the technology got switched off, I might not have a problem with that. So I can't think of a place I'd hate to be stuck in. Was that, was that, is that the city of Eden you're talking about, oh, right, John? Is that right. heaven? <laughs> like, I don't know. I'm stuck in the countryside. No, that's Iowa. Oh, okay. All right. That's right. Oh, landlubber. Um, yeah, I, I can't. I couldn't think of a city. Like, I, I've been to a bunch of cities. Bunch. Of, you know, lived in Europe for a while. I've lived in the United States and several different places, and I can't think of a place that I really would not enjoy being in. Now, I will say two places. I, I, I will list two places where I have not had good experiences. Maybe I'll put it that way. So my two places where I have not had good experiences are, and, and I love, I mean, I'm from Texas. I love the state of Texas. I am not a fan of Houston. It's just, and, and I'm sure there's plenty of stuff there to do culturally, but I don't know. It just, it's a big old city and it's just hot. And it's just, I don't know. I feel like all the memories I have of Houston are just being hot and miserable. Okay. Now, granted, I did get to go to an Astros game when I was a kid, so that was fun. But other than right. that, like Houston to me just always reminds me of just being kind of hot and humid and miserable. Got it. So there's that. The only other one I can think of, and I and I, I hate that this colors my perception of the city because it's a it's a beautiful city, and if I went back as an adult and not as a kid, I'm sure I would go back and and absolutely love it. Um, just had a really bad experience in Milan, Italy. Mm. Like I, I would not, I would not today. I would not have a problem being stuck in Milan. Um, as a kid, I'm not sure that it was. I'm not sure that it was a, a great like kid friendly city. Okay. At least some of the parts that we went to, it as a kid, it was just kind of boring. And, okay. and a lot of the places now, looking back at it, like we went to some of the cathedrals, the and I'm blanking out on the name of it right now, the one that has the, the really famous spires on it. And, um, you know, we went to a lot of different places, but we were very much, it was, my dad was on a business trip and he took us with him. And so he wasn't with us for a lot of it. And we were staying in uh, kind of the downtown area and there was not a whole lot in the downtown area, you know, that would be of interest to children. Um, yeah. And we also... Our very first day there, uh, my brother and sister and I were, um, we were, I think we were staying on the top floor. I think we were on the top floor and we were standing out on the balcony of the top floor of this hotel, uh, the Happy Hotel, I think is what it was called. And mm -hmm. um, we're looking mm -hmm. out, we're looking out over the balcony and from way down below, we see an elderly woman get hit by a bus. Oh. And that was the start of our Milan vacation. 
kind of puts a damper on things. So it kind of put a damper yeah. on things. And then I think, I mean, historically, culturally, all that stuff, it was a beautiful city. I mean, there was plenty of stuff to see from that aspect of things, but it just, anytime I think of Milan, I think of, yeah, I remember going there. Like, and mm-hmm. as a kid, I, bad experience on the first day. And then that kind of tainted the whole thing. So I don't really have too many places I would mind getting stuck in. I haven't really hit up a city yet that I just absolutely don't like. Mm-hmm. But if I had to pick the two that I feel like I've had some bad experiences, that's not to say they're bad cities, but that I've right. had some bad experiences, I'd probably go Houston and, and Milan. Got it. So Got it. those will be mine. But hey, if anybody wants to stick me anywhere and like switch off the email and the Wi-Fi, I please, I'm, you know, sign me up. Where can I sign up for this right. wonderful extravaganza? Right. Well, I've never been there. And nowhere that I've ever been do I think I wouldn't want to get get stuck so much. But and I don't know how much this is colored by current uh, by current events. But I've also never heard good things about Jacksonville, Florida. Okay. So I think if I had to say a place I would not want to get stuck, it would be Jacksonville, Florida. Okay. Okay. I don't really Got want to be it. in Florida right now anyway, but, you know. Right. Well, that's what I'm trying to decide. Like, is this, is this me projecting, mm-hmm. like, current events? But I have not heard good things about Jacksonville for quite a while. Okay. So I'm going with Jacksonville. Fair enough. Right. Have you – do you watch The Good Place at all? Yep. Okay. I was just – I was just wondering <laughs> – <laughs> yes i do can meet up with uh donkey doug and yep. uh well because if you're gonna go to jacksonville you might as well meet up with donkey doug yeah i know i know what else is there? i know john do you watch the good place i do not no i have not seen that well one oh, so good. at any point if you watch the good place and enjoy watching the good place you'll get the jacksonville okay thing right. i just I've, i also heard horror horror stories from when the super bowl was there like yeah, all the media people went down there, and it just was not what you would think of as a Super Bowl host city experience. Okay, got it. Fair God, enough. Jacksonville. All right. I uh, I got to be honest with you. I, I I looked at this question. I I don't know. I can't think of a you know place and and all that kind of thing. I'm just I'm gonna go a little outside with that. I just don't like to go places where there's people. And that was that was kind of before, like you know, that was kind of before quarantine and all that kind of stuff. Um, you were na- you were naturally antisocial. I am naturally antisocial. <laughs> it's hard to believe. Like I like hanging out with people, but and and so of course someone's going to say, oh well, then you just would say no cities, and it's like no, that's not true. I really like going into the city, but you know, it's like I, I like going on the train car where there's like not a lot of people mm-hmm. when I ride into the city. And, you know, it's sort of like I, I don't like getting the crush of people like walking around. Like I'll be like walking and I'll walk serpentine to find like the open sidewalk where I can just keep walking. I love going into the Chicago Symphony Orchestra, going into Orchestra Hall or going to a jazz club. And you could say, well, there's a lot of people in there, but it's like you're all there for like the common purpose. And, you know, you're seeing the show. And then at the end, I like to kind of like disperse, like I'll go walking out on the street and it'll feel like. Oh, I'm just naturally away from people now and nothing against it. I'm not trying to knock the music, but would I like to go to like some huge, like the taste of Chicago or some huge festival? 
not my jam. You know what it's like? And I mean, I'm sure there's fantastic music at Jazz Fest and Blues Fest and all that kind of stuff. But I don't know if I want to get into a crush, like a throng of people trying to move through. So it's like there's stuff I like doing in the city. You know, like when we walk out of um, like the Chicago Orchestra, seeing the Chicago Symphony play or walk out of that jazz club, and you'll walk by and you'll walk by like like places that are really hopping like and you can see just like packs of people. I just naturally just kind of recoil from that. I'm just like, I don't want to go into that place. I want to go play where I can just quietly just kind of, you know, like that's my thing. And so then you could say, oh, well, dude, you just like that's every city you want to get. Well, yeah, but that's the thing, too. Like, man, I love going out into the woods, being out in nature, running through the woods. I love being out on the water like a lake surrounded by a forest. That's awesome. But get me out in that middle of that lake and put 110 other boats out there. And it's just like, Ugh, no, I don't want to be around people. I'll go to a quiet part of the lake. You know, like you put me out in the woods, like running a race through the woods is awesome. But like everyone hanging out afterwards, like I'll kind of pull back and be on the edge of that. You know, I, I so I, I don't want to uh, speaking of like psychological problems and all that kind of stuff. That's my problem is just like big groups of people. I like small groups of people. You know what I'm saying? That's that's kind of my uh, that's that's kind of my that's kind of my deal. So. Now, I should have asked this as a follow up. Is there like a fictional place you'd hate to be stuck in? Like if I was going to pick a fictional city, like I've, I've already got like a, a few of them. I'm like, uh, even just just let's, let's keep city in the name. Dark City. I don't want to live there. Um, Sin, Sin City. Don't want to live yeah. there. No, um, it's true. No. Gotham, Mordor. Gotham City. Actually, Mordor. I was actually going to say Mordor. Like that yeah, was another Mordor one. I was like, that's. That's a that's a bad neighborhood, Mordor. It's just yeah. it's one mm. does not simply walk. No. 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 Or, or probably walk around Mordor. I, I mean they're probably not, you know. Yeah. I, I don't know how the neighborhood watch is or the, the homeowners association in Mordor, but I just I feel that's, like it's not That's a that's a rough I feel deal. Like it, I feel like it's a it's not a good place to just, you know, go for a leisurely walk after dinner. Yeah, I'm thinking they're not very welcoming. Just gonna say it. Probably not. Yeah, I mean, I, it, the the main guy there is into really into stealing people's jewelry. So, I mean, I just kind of feel like, right, know, it's a rough place. Yeah, just asking for trouble. And I don't even like normal size spiders. So, yeah, it's just a rough deal yeah. all the way around. Yeah, yeah, but I I have to go more esoteric. I don't have a specific place. I just don't yeah. like people. Ah, Some enough. people are cool. Yeah. I'm sure I I wouldn't like myself. I don't like myself. <laughs> See, I'm equal opportunity. I don't even like myself. Wow, we've devolved the podcast into a past like, uh, you know, I really just, I don't like me. <laughs> <laughs> there it is, man. Oh, it's just, I'm, I'm so sad now. I, Pat, oh. I, I like you. Ah, hey, thanks, man. I like you too, Patrick. You oh, go. well, I love you guys. There you go. There you go. All right, question number two. Uh, what is your favorite Bill Murray role? Oh, you know what? Actually, I, I skipped. Uh, Jason Colvin sent an answer to the first one. He said, oh, Buff- yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he said Buffalo, New York in the wintertime. Oh, fair. I have never been there, nice. but I've seen the weather reports. So yeah. yep. I would I would concur. Hey, and I'm going to take this opportunity to like give another shout out to that. Surely you can't be serious podcast. I've I listened to their Def Leppard episodes three times. Yeah, three times. <laughs> and you know what? It's funny because I dig Van Halen. But like I looked at Tammy and I'm like, you know what? I think Def Leppard was like my favorite band growing up. And I think I like because I have all the albums 
And then I went that night and got all the albums, but oh my gosh, did I enjoy that episode, those two episodes on, on, and I love how they break it apart and just have all the kind of backstory around all that stuff too. Um, but again, I fell into the same trap. I listened to all that and then they'd play clips of the music and it was like, okay, stop podcast, yep. open up Pyromania, listen to the Pyromania album. Okay. Back to podcast. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, that's that's good sounds. So, yeah, guys, as that, always, keep it up. That's my problem with every episode of theirs, especially when they do the music ones. I was like, um, yeah. wait, nope, now I got to stop and listen to this whole album. Yeah, I know. I know. But, uh, yeah, that, that was cool. the Pearl, That was the Pearl Jam one. I had to go back and I was like, okay, wait a minute. But it, All right. Yeah, okay, yeah, this album is yeah, okay. So, but yeah, then I had to take a break. I was like, oh, I'm never going to finish the podcast because I keep going back and listening to the music. That's right. That's right. Well, okay, so Buffalo, New York. Buffalo, New York, yep. In the was, winter. That was Jason's. So uh, question number two, favorite Bill Murray role? This one is a oh, challenge. so many. <laughs> Where to begin? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I I mean, I, I really like him. I, I really liked the movie uh, Lost in Translation. Like, I, I don't remember. I think I saw that one in the theater at least a couple of times. Like, I really enjoyed that movie. And I think I just enjoyed so much of his... That very kind of what this movie had was the sometimes it's just Bill Murray standing there and reacting to things, not even verbally, just reacting to things. Make it Centauri time. You know, it just I really liked his whole persona in that movie. I think, though, I mean, I think I've tried to narrow this down and I think I got to go Ghostbusters. Like, I, I think I. And I, I just, I really and truly, I, I started to make a list. And I was like, but, but Carl, Caddyshack, uh, mm-hmm. and, and Scrooged, and, oh, so yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I, I think I got to go Ghostbusters. And if I can, I'll lump in Ghostbusters one and two. I'll, I'll just go with the Peter Venkman, sure. the Peter you know, Venkman character. We'll do that. You asked, you asked yeah. So you asked for, yeah. 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 I'm gonna have to go with Peter Venkman as well. Okay. I've like that was. That was my gut reaction when those questions went out, and I then I did my gut reaction, then thought about it up until this point, and it's like, yeah, I mean, we could just go through and list every movie, and I mean, as you're talking, like, I want to go back and watch some of those that you know came later, like The Aquatic Life with Steve Zizzo, and uh, he was in Royal Tenenbaums as well, right? Yes, mm-hmm. he was. Yep. Okay, yeah. So I mean, these movies that I'm I'm a little foggier on, like, I want to go back and watch that those but yeah for me it just it comes back to peter venkman i saw it as a kid that was the first time i started to understand humor his way of delivering lines his way of being funny with a look i'm I'm just repeating myself like for me it's peter venkman and like i said we could just start listing all the movies you know stripes he was great in stripes I have a feeling like dennis might put caddyshack but i i Mm -hmm. I think dennis would even say like meatballs you know, yeah. Um, especially because, you know, like like the type of uh, character he plays in there. Um, but he's just he's a talented he's a talented guy. Talented guy. So I'll, I'll plus one on the uh, or plus two or whatever. the However, that was my understanding. There would be no math, but uh, uh, plus whatever on the Ghostbusters. Well, it's just and, and even in Ghostbusters, too, it's it's sometimes he doesn't have to say anything. It's just his reactions. Like I, one of my favorite reactions of his is like when they're in the elevator and they turn on the protein pack, uh, pro, protein packs, the proton, <laughs> same thing, protein, yeah, proton, you know, right. um, it's, uh, you know, they turn on the proton packs for the first time 
<laughs> and then like, oh, each one of us is carrying an unlicensed nuclear accelerator on his back. And you just yeah. see him, he just kind of starts to inch towards the wall just a little bit. Yeah. As if, I mean, they're in an elevator. As if inching toward the wall is going to do anything if this thing explodes. I but, I know. you know, just I his know. reaction to it. Oh, yeah. Or or like when, when important, Ray is important, like. Uh, important safety tip. Thanks, Egon. When Ray starts going, we got to sleep here tonight. <laughs> you know, right as like the, the real estate agent is giving them the hard sell. Mm -hmm. And Egon's like, just, you know, like, we're not getting this thing. And then Ray's like, this is great. We're going to get it. And when he's going all excited and that you could tell the real estate agent is like, okay, I got the sale. The look that Bill Murray is shooting Egon and he holds it just long enough that it's not like you miss it. Like he knows just how long to hold it. So he doesn't oversell it, but go back and watch that scene. And my gosh, you'll have to watch it a hundred times because it'll just lay out every single time. So yeah. Yep. Agreed. That's the bedroom, but nothing ever happened in there. What a crime. That's not a behavior you see in a major appliance. <laughs> okay, we're definitely for the 400th episode. We're going back and doing the uh, the first episode ones that yeah. we lost. Oh yeah, got it. Got to talk about that movie, man. I like it. Mm -hmm. I actually my favorite line of his, and I use it all the time. I love this plan. I'm excited to be a part of it. Let's do it. I am constantly. I'm using that at work. I'm using that at home sometimes. Like that's that's a pretty regular. That's in the regular rotation. All right. So Pat, you said you said Peter Venkman. Uh Bo, yep. did you what did you say? Um, you mentioned Frank Cross from Scrooged yeah. and Carl from Caddyshack. Those are those are on my list also. I, but and I want to throw one more in there. Ernie McCracken from Kingpin. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Yes. Mm -hmm. is, is definitely a favorite of mine. Mm -hmm. Again, it's sometimes it's just about the looks and the the way he is more than what he says. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, we did have a few responses on the Facebooks and the Twitters. Uh, mm -hmm. We had at Tristan Martin on Twitter said, what about Bob? Um, yes. At Gidget Von LaRue on Twitter said, uh, she said, I can't just pick one. She had a uh, woman after my own heart here. You know, she had like six different options. So much like me, I don't think she could narrow it down. Uh, she said, can't pick just one. Little Shop of Horrors, Ghostbusters, Scrooged, Kingpin, St. Vincent. Uh, and she said, and yes, Quick Change is one of her favorites too. So mm. I do, I, I, I do love his character in uh, Little Shop of Horrors. Yeah. Just the, in the, uh, in the dentist office. Yeah. Um, and then let's see, uh, Jason Colvin on Facebook said Carl, the greenskeeper from Caddyshack and, uh, Roman T goat. <laughs> and then uh, Roman T goat on uh, Facebook said Scrooged. All right. Question number three, if you were going to rob a bank, what costume would you wear? Richard uh, Nixon masks. Okay. Go with the classic. There it is, man. Point break. I can't wait for 91. <laughs> <laughs> and, there, and when we went through that list, like I was like, huh, there aren't that many. Oh, wait, click, 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 click. Like there was this group. There was this group of, of, of movies. So you, you, yeah, talk about the, you talk about the potential list for next year. Potential list for next year. Yeah. Exactly. Uh -huh. Yep. All right. Well, Bo, Bo is going with uh, Tricky Dick. What are you going with? Uh, you know what? I would probably, uh, um, I'd probably go with heat, uh, the movie heat. Okay. Um, I, I think that, um, you know, I think what works 
you know, with that movie is they, they are wearing face masks. Like I'd love to be like hardcore and just be like, you know, reservoir dogs. But I mean, I, yeah, I, I think uh, the guys in heat are pretty good. Like they, they all got like suits on and uh, they're pulling a mask over their face and um, <laughs> you know, then uh, you know, fully automatic weapons and like 80 clips and all that kind of stuff. But uh, I, I don't know the gun part. I kind of shy away from just because of the world we're living in right now. So I kind of, I kind of struggle with that one. Yeah. I guess for looks I'd say reservoir dogs. Um, but you know, for functionality and just for that, um, like unbelievable scene heat, but both of them kind of, you know, make me cringe just because of the level of violence, which I mean, I love violence, man. I love it. But I mean, I just <laughs> those scenes in those movies are just I, I don't know. I, I, I kind of struggle with. Yeah, they're pretty fantastic scenes, but I, I can't imagine doing it. So I, I don't know. Sorry, I'm going a little deeper on that. So let's I'll just say heat and then just yeah. take my comments off the air. You don't want to do the nun masks from the town. That's a good one. There it is. That's a good one. I think you know what I. I actually have several costumes because I go to the comic book show like the nerd I am. Um, but we were talking about this in the car, and and I said, well, you know what? I don't know that I'd want to do anything with a. If you want to get fancy and wear like a superhero costume, I don't know that you want to do a cape because that's going to get caught in something when you're trying to get away. Um, the other thing I, and I did actually see somebody did this and, and, you know, this could be kind of clever because especially if you had the voice changing one, you go with the voice changing Darth Vader helmet. There you go. And that way they can't see your face. It's changed your voice. You know, that's, I don't know. I think you got to go with something like that. Now, granted, that's going to really kill your uh, field of vision because I have worn a Darth Vader helmet before and it is tough to see, you know, I can't see a thing in this helmet. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, so that piece of it, as long as I had a good getaway plan, I'm not going to rob a bank anyway, but if I had a good getaway plan, then, you know, I, I, I could see doing something like that. Now that we talked about it, maybe I got to rewatch Heat tonight. <laughs> I'm, you know what? I am glad that after every episode, we give you a, a watch list of things that, you know, oh, are going to keep you up until two in the morning. I feel like he gives himself homework every week. I, yeah, I, I do. do. I kind of do. Yeah. Got it. I got to fire it up. Boy, that, yeah. oh, that movie's fantastic. What, we got a couple more years before that comes in, right? Yeah. 93. So. Wasn't that 93? 94. Yeah. 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 That's 93. You got that. You got dragon. Mm-hmm. Dang. Oh, there's, there's all kinds of every, every year is there was a, I am going to completely go back on some things that I used to say about the nineties. It was like the nineties. There's, there's like no good movies in the nineties. And I'm, mm. I remember even like being in the '90s, being like, "Man, there's no good movies in this whole decade." And I was like, "Now that I'm going back yeah. and looking at them, I'm like, well, hold on, there now." <laughs> yeah, let's, there's, let's let's go back in time and slap you around a little bit. Big fella. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. There's some yeah. good movies. Um. So let's see. Jason Colvin responded to that one and said uh, he would do the Hamburglar. Oh, okay. That would be a great one. Good call. Good and, call. Uh, and uh, Roman Goat had said uh, Papa Smurf. Papa that could, Smurf. That could be an interesting one. Interesting. La, 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 yeah. la, la. <laughs> the only, the only, hand me the smurfing money. <laughs> <laughs> the only other thing I could think of with that, with the, you know, it's not bank heist, but, um, you know, car heist is gone in 60 seconds yeah. when Nicolas Cage takes that leather jacket out. And, you know, there's some stuff that's like only Nicolas Cage, but he pulls mm-hmm. that leather jacket out and he goes, 
oh, I am a bad, bad <laughs> man. And I'm just like, that's pretty sweet, man. That's pretty cool. You know? Yeah. Be good. All right. Well, that's going to do it for our three questions, and that's going to do it for Quick Change. So um, go check this one out. Yeah, it's. Uh, I, I think the consensus is, I mean, there are some things that in a in a modern 2020 lens – Maybe some things to, to think about as you're watching it, but it is a funny, funny movie. It's it's classic Bill Murray. Um, Gina Davis is great in it, too. Uh, Randy Quaid. I mean, pr- pretty much everybody's great in it. Um, huge, huge big-name cast. Um, you know, so you'd never be able to... I don't want to say never, because you've got plenty of other movies that do things like this, but it they've assembled a cast that... Even if at the time they were not big name actors, they a lot of them, so many of them became big name actors. I mean, you had a lot of talent yeah. in this movie, and um, you know, I I don't know if it's too specifically New York, and maybe that's why it didn't do as well as it could have done. Um, but uh, I mean, for the for the cast that's in it, it's. It's a hilarious movie, and and just for their performances alone, even if I would almost hazard a, hazard a guess, and I'll, I'll throw this out here and say, even if some of the ways they go about getting the humor are maybe a little questionable in 2020, and probably were a little questionable in 1990, the performances themselves, these people are hilarious. Mm-hmm. So maybe just depending on how how sensitive to those kind of things that you are and, and what you're willing to, you know, go watch or, you know, just, just your own sensibilities, you know, as you're going to watch these movies, obviously you, you know yourself best. So, um, you know, however you, however you feel about those kind of things that, you know, if, if you can, if you can watch them and, you know, take a, take a perspective or, or think or talk about it afterwards, then maybe that helps out. But, um, yeah, you know, very, very funny movie and, and great Bill Murray, Gina Davis movie. All yep. right. Well, again, that's going to do it for us this time. Um, so the next time, let's see, we are, um, our next episodes are going to finish out our crime month. Um, we've got Dick Tracy is the final movie of our crime month. Nice. And then uh, from there, we're moving on to time and space month where we got back to the future part three, Star Trek, yes. the next generation, the best of both worlds, yes. spaced invaders. Uh, and Mo Better Blues. And actually, sometime around now, this kind of got thrown out there, so we're going to thank the Surely You Can't Be Serious podcast guys um, for doing their Jaws Jurassic Park episodes um, Mm -hmm. because then uh, our good buddy and and co-host Jeff chimed in and said, Hey, guys, it's Jaws' 45th anniversary. Can we do a Jaws episode? I said, Yes. You bet your sweet bippy we can do a Jaws episode. I I, I don't know if I said it that way, but... It would have been nice if you did. I, okay, I, I'll go back. It'd have been off. cooler if you did. <laughs> <laughs> I will. You know what? Hey, <laughs> hey, you know what? Remind us to go back in time and change what John said. Okay. <laughs> Afterwards, remember to do that. Okay, somebody write it down and put nice. the, and, and and put the trash can there. That's right. Okay. All right. Wild so. Stallions rule. <laughs> That's it. I can't wait to see that one. I, I've watched the trailer for that one, um, the Bill and Ted face the music several times now, and I'm I'm looking forward for when that one comes out. Yeah, yeah, um, no kidding. 
so actually, our, our Jaws 45th anniversary episode is probably coming out sometime uh, whenever when this one gets published, whenever the Quick Change episode comes out. Um, our Jaws episode is probably coming out within maybe like a week or two of that one. Yeah, man. Um, so we'll try to we'll try to fit one that that one in maybe at the end of July, beginning of August, if we can. Um, and then obviously coming up after that, we've got our time and space movies. If you're looking way ahead to September, we've got Kindergarten Cop. It's it's our kids month. We've got Kindergarten Cop, Home Alone. DuckTales, the movie, Treasure of the Lost Lamp, and Problem Child. So uh, it's been fun to kind of look through some of these. And, and actually, the kids will take a look at my list sometimes. And they'll be like, how many of the movies can I? Because ha- they haven't been able to watch really any of the movies from this month, um, except John did watch Dick Tracy with me. Um, but they're, nice. lo- they're looking ahead at the time and space. And they're like, oh, Back to the Future, Star Trek, Space Invaders. I don't know what Mo Better Blues is, but I feel like I can watch most of these. And I said, yeah, we can, we can, uh, we can do some of these, but... Mm, well, we're not doing Mo watch, Better Blues. <laughs> watch Mo Better Blues first. Oh yeah, I'm just no, no, saying. No, 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 we're not. We're not watching that one together. But okay, yeah, it's a fantastic movie. I, I mean, and I have not seen it, so I'm looking forward to it. I dig it, man. Yeah. So I am looking forward to it. Yeah. Um, I have already kind of, I, I gave a very very short synopsis of Space Invaders to my lovely wife, and she has <laughs> graciously decided to bow out of watching that one with me. Yeah, I don't think my wife's going to watch that one with me. I, I think it was the 8% on Rotten Tomatoes that maybe gave it. Uh, I think that was the... 8%? Yeah. Those people are cold, heartless, evil people. <laughs> did, did, she give you the, did she give you the line that Tammy gives me, like when I made her watch UHF? She's, ah, I can see why you enjoyed this in junior high. <laughs> no, she probably would, ah. but... Yeah. yeah. 8%. I'm going to hurt somebody. <laughs> no, that That's was Straight the... up horse <laughs> Sorry, you're gonna want to edit that. I, I, yeah, that's right. I will, I will take care of that one. Yeah. Um, no, that that was the that was the line I got when we were watching Total Recall. It's like I can see why you enjoyed this in middle school. Uh, yeah. Yeah. No, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna spare her, and uh, probably around the time that we would watch some of these anyway would be like around the time of our anniversary and her birthday. So that's gonna be oh. one of my many gifts to her is I'm not gonna make her watch Space Invaders. Oh, let's see. And. And I'm that is try to that is the gift that keeps on giving. I feel like, with me, but I don't know. Yeah, you say, yeah. I I did. Have you seen Mo Better Blues? It's been could be thirty years. Yeah, <laughs> I I think it's a good movie. You know. Oh, I'm excited for it. I'm trying to convince her to to watch it with me. And yeah, and yeah, it's good stuff. And I mean, at the very worst, you've got um, the Branford Marcellus. Uh, quartet with uh, Terrence Blanchard sitting in on trumpet. So it's just like, mm-hmm. uh, you know. Oh, plenty, good plenty stuff. of good stuff coming up. So, so those yes. are the ones we got coming up. So we are looking forward to having you back here with us. So, um, Go check us out again. Check out our website, 30podcast.com, uh, at 30podcast on most of the social medias. If you want to give us a call, we'd love to, you know, we could play your voicemail on the air, respond to it. Um, feel free to give us a call, too. It's an audio medium, so we'd love to hear from you. We do love every time anybody interacts with us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all those places. But absolutely, if you want to give us a call and leave some of the feedback as well, um, it, uh, it's not going to bother anybody. It just goes straight through to the voicemail. It is 872 872- Three five six six eight four three, or if you're old school, it's eight seven two three five movie. Eight seven two three five six six eight four three is our voicemail line, and we would love to hear from you there as well. Um, thank you, Bo, and thank you, Pat, for being here. Thank you, John. Thank you, John. 
And thank you, yeah. everybody. Again, we, we have so much fun talking movies, and we, we kind of feel like as we're talking movies, you're right here with us. So um, feel free to join in on the conversation, either social media, voicemail, however you want to do that. Um, but uh, we thank each and every one of you for being here with us for this episode, and we will see you back here next time for Dick Tracy. Tracy, Tracy, Tracy. You know what? I think I could be like the phone guy for the podcast. You know, when you like, okay. like pass not quite on the social media. So everyone has to relay my messages. And then I, and then I would relay messages back through, I mean, just call the voicemail. And then like, yeah. I, like if we could set up, like I'll answer the voicemails. Like I'll, I'll call people back on the voicemail. Thank hey, you for Pat. calling. Thank you for calling the 30 something movie podcast. <laughs> You've reached Pat's phone. For the Can movie, I- for the movie you'd like to comment on, please say the first letter. <laughs> Why don't you just tell me the movie you'd like to comment on? Awesome. That'd be awesome.